If you could summon any spirit in a seance, who would it be and what would you ask them? I would summon Jesus and ask... The holiest of ghosts. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And ask, uh, what's up? Look around at what's what's going on. You'd ask Jesus, what's up? (laughs) Yeah. yeah, Are we talking about real people or fictional people? Hello, my son. You've summoned me here. What do you wish to ask your Lord and Savior? (laughs) What's up? Uh, uh, Not much. (laughs) (laughs) Look around. You know, what do you think? How are things going? And then he'd probably be like, I'm fucking disappointed. You want a progress report? Yeah. How are we doing? You said you were coming back? Just kind of... Did he say that or did other people say he was coming back? No, he, he did. He yeah. was like, I'll be back. You yeah. guys don't fuck up. He's like, so Jesus went out for a pack of smokes and yeah. never came back? Is that what <laughs> it's happened? It. He's, he's a negligent father. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> he's, he's with another planet right no now. No offense to any of our listeners here. I was right. just, I'm making a joke. He's with his extended planets and, <laughs> and forgot all about Earth. He probably saw what we were up to and was like, yeah. Man, I'm good. You guys are so much better. You're He's my favorite out. He's creation. Out other family. I get yeah. it. He's like, bro, I'm in heaven. Why would I want to go back there? Did uh, he, did he get to I don't blame him. Too? I mean, he's Jesus. Can you imagine if Jesus didn't make the cut? We'd oh, all be fucked. He's turned away. Oh. <laughs> anyway, we probably got to change the subject here. Yeah, he is part God, so I, I think he's already <laughs> if in If Jesus there. can't get in the club, sorry, y'all. Jesus we are cut. <laughs> Yo, Jesus don't wait in line. That's <laughs> yeah. all I'm saying. If he doesn't get through that red velvet, none of us are. <laughs> yeah. You're not on the list, my dude. Uh. <laughs> All right, Garrett, you got anything? Who would you bring in to talk to, and what would you ask him? Uh, well, first off, I don't be fucking around with seance stuff because I'm smart enough to know better. Okay. Um, so I don't really don't know if I'd. I don't know if there's anybody I'd like really want to bring back to talk with. And does it have to be a person? I mean, I mean, it could be that curry you had last week, and ask it why it ran right through you. I mean, maybe I bring back like my old pets to just be like, "Yo, how you guys doing? How's everything, how's everything's going? You guys being treated all right?" I mean, I but it has to, it'd be tough to, believe, to communicate. To That's a part of a seance is to communicate. Yeah. You have I to think. live in an afterlife after that. You know, like, I don't know. I wouldn't. I wouldn't seance anybody. I'd take his seance, bring Tupac back, ask who shot you. Ooh, all right. I like you. That. Take I'm. I'm, I'm <laughs> I cede the remainder of my seance to the gentleman from Austin. I'm going to use yours, Garrett, and uh, Tupac and Biggie. What y'all doing? That's it. I'm going from Jesus to Tupac. He's going to cut a quick album, the seance album. He's already a hologram. It's not that far away. (laughs) Wait, are you trying? No, that's not how that works. Do you think holograms have spirits, Mark? It's all smoke and mirrors. It's all magic. I don't know. Do holographs have souls? That's another episode, I think. (laughs) Um, you know, the point of the seance for a lot of people is to bring back a dead relative, say their goodbyes, you know, say some things that they might have missed. But that's not for me. I don't want to do any of that. That seems like a lot of work. I don't even like it when relatives show up unannounced and I didn't get a chance to clean the bathroom. Bro, imagine that you're in heaven, if you believe in that, right? And you're just chilling, watching heaven TV, and someone's like... Bro, they're asking for you in a seance. And you're like, really? I am not ready right now for a seance. Tell them next week. Yeah. Let's, let's roll that back. Heaven TV? Yeah, whatever you do in you heaven. You think there's a heaven TV channel? Sure. Yeah, they watch Highway to Heaven all day. Dude, you got to think a lot of TV broadcasters have died. You don't think they went to heaven and started up a heaven network? Oh, God. You guys. HNN, Heaven oh. News Network. What is that angel show that was Weather's, on CBS? Touched by an angel. There you go. That's Weather's the still perfect in heaven. Uh, I feel more like news at six. Show, by an angel. <laughs> show us on the angel where he touched you. We need a, so, a, a, a dark I reboot. <laughs> a dark Just reboot. Be pissed about seances. Like, really? Fucking Mark wants to talk again? Oh, <sighs> yeah. Uh, and that's my point. Like, I wouldn't want to do that to any of my relatives. I'm sure they're busy doing much funner things and coming back <laughs> to seances to talk to me. Are they, though? 
We're making a lot of assumptions. I mean, if you here. if you believe in an afterlife and you assume that they went to the good part of the afterlife, if there is a good and bad part, it could be like the Greeks mm. and you just have a general kind of mild shitty afterlife. But assuming you believe in the generic heaven and hell afterlife, if you're in heaven, the last thing you probably ever want to do is come back to earth. You are like everything's great up here. I'm fucking <laughs> eating chocolate cookies and drinking milk. Chocolate, <laughs> and you're like, oh, I'm back in this dumpster. Yeah, what do we, you idiots we, want? Who's president now? We need a oh, great talk quickie with John, just describing what he thinks heaven's like. I would subscribe to that. <laughs> you get extra shoelaces. It's pretty dope, <laughs> man. What would heaven be for me? I don't know. So, I don't think it's safe for work. <laughs> to finish my seance. <laughs> um, I'm going to use it to answer mysterious questions that need answering. Like, you know, hey. Let's bring in Lee Harvey Oswald and be like, dude, what the fuck really went down? Or Jack Ruby, who ended up shooting him. Who do you work for? You know, there's no reason to hide the truth after you're dead. Let's spill the beans on that. You don't but think they're committed to the lie? Imagine in the afterlife. Imagine if you, <laughs> I don't you think you've so. gone that long. You might as well keep going. <laughs> imagine if you say on somebody and then all they did was just scream in terror because they didn't even realize they were dead. That's a valid response. And they're just screaming the whole time. What a disappointing seance that would be for both them and you. Yeah. Welcome back to the world of the living. By the way, dude, John remarried your ex-wife, bro. I just want to let you know. See you in heaven. No, the whole time just they're just screaming tired, like eternal salvation. I'd just be like, And now you're Yo. gonna be haunted by the dude for the rest of your life because right. you found out what you got up to. That's it, you know. I would bring back Kubrick and make him watch what happened to his last film, AI. Why would you torture him? See, he'd be you. He's the longest goddamn intro then, ever. <laughs> then I would say, "Give me your notes. How would we fix it? Let's reboot it, and then we would finish that movie and make it a masterpiece." So you think you could bring Kubrick back and get him to help you fix AI? Yeah, oh, we're gonna screen it for him the whole thing from start to finish, and be like, "How would you have ended this?" You're gonna do like Spielberg a three-hour seance. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the movie's fucking long. It's okay. We'll sit him down. We'll get him some ghost popcorn. Put him in a goat and. <laughs> <laughs> Meryl, this could have been better. Hey, all you creatures from cyberspace, thanks for joining us on another episode of the Grave Talk Podcast. My name is Mark, and again, joined by John and Garrett. Garrett, you're rolling your eyes over there. How are you doing today? I'm doing I'm doing pretty great, Mark. Okay, good. I watched a movie. You did watch a movie. John, did you also watch a movie? I did. Uh, I think this is like the 15th time I watched this movie, so... Are you serious? I love Drag Me to Hell. Spoiler, we're doing Drag Me to Hell, if you couldn't tell from the title of the podcast you clicked on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've seen this movie a lot, too. I saw it in the theater and watched it uh, several times. 15 is probably an exaggeration, but I've at least seen it, I would say, like five times, wow. maybe more. Yeah. Wow. Well, before we get into it, anything you want to bring up? Any news? Anything you've seen that you'd like to touch on? Any of that? No. Nothing. Garrett? Texas Frightmare has announced their uh, first two guests. I'm sure by the time this That's comes right. out, we'll see a couple more guests announced, but we've got um, Elvira. Exciting. And we've got... Um, oh, Tim Curry. Tim Curry. There it is. Yeah. Totally went blank for a second. Starting off pretty strong. Yeah. Are they still yeah. in the airport? We don't know. They The hotel, I think, is still the same hotel. Uh, based off what I saw. <laughs> they actually have extra overflow hotels, which is great if you want to stay. But 
Dude, they had like super limited VIP passes. They were like sold out like right away. Mm-hmm. But they still got premium passes. But anyway, first two guests announced. And yeah. Two announced guests so far. It'll be interesting to who see else? who else they bring in. So yeah. it's well, Robert England's going to be at that at Comic Con. Right. Uh, and in a couple of months or uh, by the time this podcast could be very soon when it comes out. Uh, Robert England is going to be in San Antonio, and I think we've kind of all, as a group, decided to go say hello to Mr. England. That might be cool. But if yeah. he's come, want to come down to San Antonio, he might be come down for uh, Frightmare. That'd be cool. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, in the news, John, uh, we've got a surprise sequel to Hell House LLC coming out. I saw that September 18th. That's pretty soon. Yeah, I'm actually really excited about that. I love Hell House LLC, except for the last... 15 to 20 minutes. So by the time this episode comes out, it could already be on, uh, out and ready to go. Yeah. Where can people find that? Do you know? No, it just said limited digital streaming. What I don't, does that even mean? Yeah, it's like, what does, does that mean? Amazon Prime? Like iTunes? What the fuck does that mean? So TBD, uh, as far as I know. Yeah, keep an eye, an eye out for that one. Uh, I have yet to watch the first, but you said it's very good. So at yes. some point, I'm going to go watch that one. I think it's pretty widely regarded as one of the better found footage type films um well let's uh, hope they can keep it going with the sequel except for the last like i said 20 minutes or so it kind of goes off the rails but up until then really really great cool also we recently just did an episode about the grudge now we i don't know if we touched on it during that episode there was talk of a remake happening the remake was being helmed by uh sam raimi's uh production house ghost house and recently some news came up that apparently a lawsuit's been opened up against that film. One of the original producers is suing the remake because he's not being allowed producer credit on the film. Apparently he had a credit on every single Juon Grudge film and every single Americanized version. So it's going to be interesting to see if this lawsuit's going to hinder the release, which was slated to be in 2019. Yeah, that's disappointing. Yeah, it's not that I had like a deep desire for a grudge remake, um, but it's just I hate when shit like that gets in the way of art. Yeah, if the grudge is art. I guess it's debatable. Yeah, it definitely feels kind of the situation going on with the Friday Thirteenth. Yeah. Hopefully, it doesn't get that far. Uh, you know, fans of the grudge they deserve to get another movie if that's yeah. what you know they want. Uh, there's some pretty decent names attached to this remake. Uh, Lynn Shay's in it. Um, you might remember her from all the Insidious films. Yeah. She was also a teacher in the original Nightmare on Elm Street. So she's been mm-hmm. doing the uh, horror game for quite a long was time. Was she the old lady? Yeah. Oh, man, she's awesome. Yeah, she's, she's awesome, solid. man. She was good in Nightmare on Elm Street. So, yeah, Dude, that'd be cool if she showed up to Frightmare. That'd be dope, yeah. That'd be badass. I'd love to hear what she has to say. But yeah, she's going to be in that Grudge remake. Um, along with John Cho, you may remember him from Harold and Kumar in Star Trek. He played Sulu. I do remember him from those <laughs> yeah. very obscure independent films you mentioned. But does it have our boy, Adam Scott? No, don't see him on here. Fuck, that's uh, so close. Betty Gilpin. Veto that movie then. And some other folks in that. So we'll keep an eye out on that. Hopefully that goes through for those who are into the grudge. Hopefully they'll get a new entry into that series. And without further ado... Today, as John stated, we're talking about Drag Me to Hell from 2009, rated PG-13, directed by Sam Raimi of Evil Dead and Spider-Man fame. I didn't realize it was so long ago. Yeah, it's almost been a decade. Uh, Had a 92% on Rotten Tomatoes. Wait, really? Yeah, Yeah. bro, because it's good. Find who those 8% are and (laughs) shake them. Wow, that is, that's kind of shocking. Not to me. Nope, yeah. I'm surprised it's not 100. Yeah. That's what's shocking about it. (laughs) Here's what the back of the DVD has to say about this one. (laughs) 
Christine Brown is on her way to having it all. A devoted boyfriend, a hard-earned job promotion, and a bright future. But when she's forced to make a tough decision that evicts an elderly woman from her house, Christine becomes the victim of an evil curse. Now she only has three days to dissuade a dark spirit from stealing her soul before she is dragged to hell for eternity of unthinkable torment. Director Sam Raimi returns to the horror genre with a vengeance in the film that critics rave is the most crazy, fun, and terrifying horror movie in years. Yeah, I think that pretty much sums up the movie. Um, yeah, it, pretty it, good. It, yeah. Agreed. No, I didn't think they didn't while out on that one. Now, we touched a little bit at the top of the film, but do you guys subscribe to things like fortune-telling, tarot card readings, seances, crystals, or Miss Cleo? The cards can reveal things that you will never see by yourself. Call me now for your free tarot reading. You sound like uh, the beginning of Ghostbusters here. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't. I I think we've you know, I've touched on this in other podcasts as well. Like I would love for those things to be true. I would love for the universe to be cooler than it you know it is on some levels um but it's obvious bullshit <laughs> i'm with you i don't buy into any of that crystal spirit yeah. energy you know um tarot card readings um i just if you could tell the future you would be winning the lottery every fucking night like right and, and just looking to mysticisms to give you insights and yeah. things like that it's just it's not something i buy into you got any thoughts on it i don't really buy into it i do believe that people are more perceptive to different things, but I don't know about the whole, I don't know about the whole fortune telling the tarot card stuff. I don't know. It's, I don't believe it. It serves a purpose. That a lot of people think, but I, you know, again, it's one of those things I'm not familiar enough with to kind of, to make a judgment call on, but I personally don't necessarily think so. Yeah. I guess you could throw Ouija birds in there too. It's kind of the yeah, same thing, same. trying to get information from spirits and the dead. I feel like that's different though than like trying to like fortune tell and yeah. you know, read someone's like, you know, that's like, true. It may not be fair. I'm lumping like them tapping, all in one. Tapping yeah. into like, you know, like, oh, there's spirits and stuff, you know, like, oh, there's a bad feeling about this place. I would believe that more than I'd be like, okay, well, this card says that you totally need to like switch jobs. You're like, ah, oh, here we go. So I guess so I'm switching jobs. Generic, like, actually, like in Drag Me to Hell. When they went to see the fortune teller and Justin Long kind of scoffed at it, I'm kind of in that, yeah. you know, because he was so generic, he bullshit. Oh, did you lose somebody and this, that, and the other? It's like, okay. Did Justin you have a Long husband babies. at any point? Don't you really want to know? Okay, I was wondering who the father of my baby was. All right, let's take a look. The Miss Cleo DNA test. I'm solely searching for the father of your baby. Oh, it's the one that's very unpleasant, okay? Okay. Um, and he's also the one that had another girlfriend while he was sleeping with you. Yes, he did. Yep, that's him. That's the daddy. Okay. But you knew that. I wasn't sure. I don't know how. The baby looks just like him. Yes, he does. Yeah, so you were in denial because he has a funny little chin, doesn't he? Yes, he does. Yeah, and the baby have that same little chin. Justin Lobb caves on everything immediately in this movie. Yeah, he's, he's, so so in, he's so in love with I her. I know, but it's like <laughs> at any point, he's like, yo, fuck this. This is the stupidest thing ever. I'm yeah. going to do it. Okay, baby, I got this. He gives her $10,000 like, for something he doesn't believe to in. To be fair, he's in love with her. I mean, and she is really attractive, so maybe like just everything about yeah, her is on But at some point, you'd be like, okay, I love you enough to be like, you are losing your goddamn mind, lady. I will tell you like, this. There's a part where you get to this movie. And we'll talk about it. I guarantee it. We'll talk about it. And that would have been it for me. That would be the end of the relationship. So 
hang in there. Growing up in a Christian home, um, I was always taught that if you meddled with Ouija boards, fortune telling, tarot card reading, any of that stuff, you were going to open yourself up to satanic attack. That's why you got to say goodbye. Why is it always the satanic stuff, though? Why wouldn't you ever be possessed by a good spirit? Because there's only forces of evil out to fuck with you, and the good side seems to be mostly absent, at least in no, my experience. The good <laughs> side is passive, and it's about, you know, the good side's encouraging you to not fuck with a Ouija board. <laughs> That's a, or 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 maybe they would say Ouija board is a tool of Satan sent to tempt you into opening a portal to the evil side. Good people you guys don't are, fuck around with Ouija you boards. You guys are looking at me like people actually would say that. Of course. Oh, yeah. You're kidding me. No. Those are literal words I heard in church. Oh, wow. Bam. Yeah, but it, it's a good point. Where's the good boy version of the board Where's game the good boy Ouija version? board? It's putting your hands together, Mark, getting on your knees and oh, saying your right. Hail Marys. That's a good point. But that's right. the thing, though, is like this, or, the seance stuff was actually clearly based off like different part of the world's religions and stuff like that. Sure. And because it's not a Christian it's a different thing, God, though, it's a different God. There's only one God. And, yeah. But then how does everything else are tools the of the devil? Versions of <laughs> the, okay, anyway, I'm just answering your question. Yeah, no, I agree. But the, that's what I'm saying. Though, the like, good part of the Ouija board is when people used to be like, God, give me some direction, open the Bible to a random page. And find whatever they wanted to do anyway in the Bible. The, the, the seance is clearly based off not a Christian... Correct. Um, whatever. The occult is what it's... Yeah, but they don't have the same heaven and hell type shit in a but lot of different the, things. in so. the views of the church, there was only God and everything else is false. Right. So anything that delves into spirituality outside of Christianity so is therefore satanic. and went and did this, she would actually be Open herself a up sin. to... Yes, in some views. Oh, hence damning her soul. So by saving her soul, she damns her soul. In this uni- in it's the uni- in the universe yeah. of drag me to hell, it doesn't seem to be the the situation. I really don't think they spend a lot of time talking about it, and I don't think we should either. Let's move <laughs> on to the next thing. All right. Well, this film is written by uh, written and directed by Sam and Ivan Ramey. Uh, stars Allison Lohman as Christine, Justin Long as Clay, Lorna Raver as Mrs. Ganoush. Dilip Rao as Ram Jaws and David Pamer is Mr. Is Jess. Ram Jaws the uh, the guy he, with the beard? Yeah. Do my roommate was all like, "Who is this?" And I was <laughs> like, "Yo, calm down, girl. I mean, he's he's an attractive dude, but calm down over there." Now, I want to touch on something before we get going in this. Um, I, I feel like I'd be remiss if I didn't mention this, but there is some people that um, view the word gypsy as a derogatory term. This is They're something Roma. new to me. It can be, yeah. Yeah, the people, Romani people yeah. or the Roma people. So I just wanted to say it up front that I find it interesting that a whole genre of horror could now be, I don't know, changed or, you know, affected by a particular term because the gypsy curse is something that goes way back. I mean, the original Wolfman uh, with Lau Chaney. It's all about intent, man. It's all about intent. Like, you know, if you look at like black exploitation films, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, just anything... We've we've become more enlightened. We've come more, you know, as the the kids say, woke. Sure, <laughs> you know. So I I think used in certain ways, it can definitely be seen as a derogatory term. But you know, I mean, the I used to work at a an area of Austin, and there was a very large um, nomadic gypsy, you know, population, and I dealt with them quite often. They called themselves gypsies, and it was like, okay, you know, like I, you know, I didn't know, yeah. So again, yeah, I know I recently found out about that it's, too. It's, it's, just it's a tough place to be in now. Like, so when we say on the podcast, we're just talking about this stuff in the movie. We're not trying to be derogatory, so don't yeah, send us angry letters. Or and anything. I'm probably going to try to refrain from using the word as much as possible, but the movie uses it itself 
Again, this was 2009. Maybe, you know, I people mean, don't know. She's a gypsy, though. She says she is in the movies. But I wonder if there's any other, any other genres of film that have been affected like this, you know? Uh, many. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, earlier black exploitation films, you know, all those kinds of things. Yeah. So as mentioned, this film is directed by Sam Raimi. Now, this is the first movie that he returned to after the failure that was Spider-Man 3. I was super jazzed. Well, Spider-Man 3 see, made a lot of money. It was still a bad film. Yes. So yeah. failure in context. I am so I was so happy to see him return to horror because yep. the entire time he was doing the Spider-Man movies, I was like, damn it, I want another Evil Dead. Damn it, I want another Evil Dead. And it seemed like I was never going to get it. And then this movie came out and I saw the trailer and I was like, holy shit, this looks like good old Sam Raimi horror uh, uh, camera work and all that stuff. Now, he had a little bit of that in Spider-Man 2. Whenever Dr. Octopus was getting his arms attached, they had that janky, fast-moving camera that would follow the arms around, and that like made me so happy to see in that film. But I was like, man, I'm just I'm thirsty for more Sam Raimi horror. You mentioned Evil Dead. I have a question. Sure. The old beat-up car that the old, uh, the old gypsy lady's driving, is that the same car from Evil Dead? I don't know. The yellow Oldsmobile or whatever the fuck it was? I don't know. Uh, my guess is it probably is because I, he puts that car like as often as he can in does his films. He? Okay. Yeah. See, I don't, I don't, I'm not, as you guys know, I'm not a huge Evil Dead fan. I didn't really care for Army of Darkness. I'm not a big Sam Raimi guy as far as like knowing his body of work, but um, I thought I'd seen that before. I was like, I think that looks familiar, but I just couldn't remember. You know, I'm not a big car guy, and I know that that car is considered iconic in the Evil Dead franchise. He even has it again in the Ash versus the Evil Dead series. Oh, really? But I just don't know, and I'll look it up real quick, and I'll know in two seconds. Bottom one is the car from the movie we just watched, and that's the one from Evil Dead. I'm going to go ahead and say that looks like the same yeah, car. Yeah, I think it's the same one. Okay. Yeah, I would cool. think so. Yeah, cool. That's cool. Right I mean, on. Good catch. catch. He seems like one of those directors that does that kind of thing. You know, like Tarantino has his stuff. Raimi right. has his stuff. I mean, he just seems like that kind of person. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, you mentioned on a previous episode that um, Sam and Ivan, Ivan Raimi, I guess his brother, like wrote some stuff. I was, I, I was reading that they both wrote this script like way back in the day, like before he even went and did Spider-Man hmm. or some shit like that. Is that a fact? Yeah, something like that. That's well, cool. said it on our I mean, podcast. I don't, know if it's it's true. I don't know if it's true or not, but I was like, you know, I was like looking up some information about Drag Me to Hell. and uh, That's interesting. Did you happen to find out how long the script was kicking around before they finally I put don't it to know. film? Like I said, I, I read that he, like him and his brother wrote this, and I didn't know it was Ivan, because again, on the, one of the previous episodes, I just learned who the, his brothers were. <laughs> yeah. But um, I heard that, like, you know, he this was like an idea they had, and they didn't go back to it for a long time. But again, I don't know if that's true. It was written after Army of Darkness, so probably 1992, Damn. 1993. Okay, oh, this was okay. a long, yeah. long time ago. Okay. okay. So I guess he went and did Spider Man instead of this. Dude, it gave him a lot of money. I don't blame him. <laughs> but it's, well, he, to be fair, first two Spider Mans, pretty good. Yeah. For the time. I kind of, we haven't seen a whole lot from him original. He's done a lot of producing work. I went and looked at his IMDb, IMDb page. The IMDb page. Yeah. He hasn't done a whole lot of directing recently, but he's got a new one coming out called World War III. It's it's supposed to be a return to his um, action-y kind of craziness. So we'll see what World War III brings. But let's get into the movie itself. Now, this movie starts out with a family rushing their son to a soothsayer of sorts. I, oh, no, you're right. Oh, yeah. God. I was like, I was like, I thought it started out with her looking at cakes. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, no, no, you're right. There is the whole thing in, in No, Memphis. so it's, wow. all, it's all subtitled in Spanish. They're running up to this woman like, help us, help us. And she's like, what did you steal? And they're like, nothing. And she's like, bullshit. What did you steal? And there's like, yeah, he stole a necklace off the elder gypsy woman in the, in the, in the, uh, the village or whatever. This is the same 
Do you think Gypsy, old Gypsy woman, has she been old this whole time? I, I think she was a little bit younger, I but I think it's the younger. same yeah. woman because okay. I think so too. That kind of plays into later, and then they're like, "Oh shit, okay." So the the woman's going to start helping him, and then while she's doing her soothsayer business, um, she gets her ass kicked. Yeah, the the demon shows up, and this movie is not afraid to swallow a child straight to hell on nope. film. He like out the gate. <laughs> it's like this the the, the which I, I kind of love the the before we get in later to the movie, the initial visual representations of the spirits and the, the demons, like how people are getting fucked up but you don't see it. That was really cool. I love the way they did that. That demon chunks that kid right off the balcony yeah. onto marble floor. <laughs> and then it's all like, Are you okay, Tommy? And he's like yeah, I think I'm good. Dragged to hell. Yeah, it just the the ground cracks open and it's just amazing sequence. It's a good and visual. These hands come out and you just see the kids screaming as he's pulled into this. The the ember is in fire, and then the ground closes up, and then we get smash cut of the title. We see the parents like freak out and they're like, "Oh yeah. fuck!" And then it's like, "Drag me to hell." And you're like, Boom. "Damn, they literally started this thing off right." Yeah, it was solid. And then we're introduced to our main character, who's going to be uh, just shit on. The entirety of the film from every possible angle. Christine, she's working in a bank. She's trying to get a job promotion. Right. She's got her boyfriend, Justin Long. Things to be, seem to be going well. But there's also this other guy in the office that's trying to get that promotion too. Right. And he's like a schemy kind of. He's a weasley little su- shit. Yeah, he's her a bo- suck her ass. boyfriend, Justin Long, I literally wish was played by Adam Scott. It I know would have been the same he, character, he, well, but I don't know. I just feel like Adam Scott has a little bit more of like you can tell when he says something. It seems like he cares. Justin Long in this movie just basically is kind of like. <sighs> oh, okay. I think he did fine. Yeah, you think so? I la- look. I'm, I'm unashamed to say I love this movie. I think Justin Long did great, and I think uh, I don't have a problem it. with Justin Long in this film. I think no. he was fine. Uh, his best acting was at the very end, and we'll get there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so. Justin Long is dating um, Christine. We learn that she's from a farm. She's taken uh, dialect courses via audio tape. She's practicing in the car because she's got a deep Southern accent. She's trying to be more presentable in public. I I knew she was like like, doing the dialect stuff, but I was like, is she doing that for her job or is she doing that to like cover who she was? I didn't, it was never clear to me. So I was like, yeah, she doesn't want to look as podunk. Right. She's deeply insecure about her her background because Justin Long's character is rich and you know, he's he's a family. He's all, he's a super young professor by the way, but But, he's a professor and maybe he's an associate professor and they, they just call him. Yeah. She's from the country. She used to like raise pigs. Yeah. So she's really sensitive girl too. Cause once she does the dialect stuff, she parks and starts walking to work and she walks past a bakery with cakes and stuff like that. And she takes a good pause in front of it. Like, Oh, I want to stuff my face with some cake. But then she does that kind of like, Oh no, I can't. And then walks away. And I was like, yo man, some morning cake would hit the spot right now. There was a really funny scene later when, when uh, another woman's like, you used to be a fat kid, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was and she's like, sands. uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway, like I said, um, she's kind of getting, trying to get her life together, get in good spot with her boyfriend or job, but she's got all these obstacles. She's got to go up against. Like I said, there's Stu, who's a, a Weasley man that's doing everything he can to get that position and drag her down in the process. He used to bust Laker tickets. Yeah. And- well, the first I heard he said that, he said, do you like 
he said something. I didn't realize he said Lakers. I was like, what the fuck? And he's like, these are courtside. I was like, oh, he just said Lakers tickets. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. yo, it'd be hard not to take that. <laughs> yeah. So she's dealing with that at work. And then on the home front, Justin's mother fucking hates her. Right. Thinks she's just the dumbest person her husband could be with. Or so sorry, her son better. could be yeah. with. Yeah. The whole first 15 minutes of this movie is like the most blatant exposition you've ever seen. She looks at the K shop. She goes in and stares at the AM empty manager seat for like no, they're world building. Like, feels like I know, but it was just like it was just kind of like they held shots for so long. Or like when she's like when Justin's talking to his mom and she's like, "You can do better." Blah blah blah. The doors open. She's like perfectly in line. Like all he has to do is look up and be like, "Oh, my girlfriend's hearing all this," and it's just like it's perfect convenience for exposition, which I was kind of like, "Okay, I'll give it to you," but. I man. think that's just Sam Raimi's style, and because in the, during those same fifteen minutes Maybe, is when you I'm get the uh, the gypsy lady asking for the uh, the loan, and that whole thing's incredibly filled. She takes out her teeth. She's coughing. Oh, she like, coughs up that bile. Anyway, we'll get yeah. to that point in just a second. But yeah, so as you were saying, Christine's got a lot going on in her life yeah. that she's working really hard to make happen i guess yeah she's trying to get to a point in her life where she feels good about everything on all fronts her job her home life um so that's why she's doing the diction tapes to sound less southern and more presentable and in an assistant manager level position that kind of thing and let's say this never comes back either she never becomes comfortable with who she is at all in this movie well, she's too busy getting fucked around with i know but I feel <laughs> yeah. like they spent so well, much time building the these end... things up i feel like they should have at least kind of had like a like huh Okay. No, at the end when she gets the new jacket and she's all like, yay, I think she's like a she lot still, more. She still turns on those sweets and I was like, if you were that comfortable, grab a little Cinnabon, get that coat and go I mean, you could be comfortable with yourself without wanting to put back all that weight. I understand that, but I'm just saying. So what ends up happening is Christine's trying to look stronger and like more manager level uh, stuff, right? She wants, yeah, to, be she wants present- to be promoted. Right. So she's going to start making harder decisions that she wouldn't normally make. An elderly woman by the name of Mrs. Ganoush comes in. She's already... F- um, Four months behind on her mortgage. Right. She's already had several extensions to pay her mortgage back. And she's asking for a third. Now, it seems like in Christine's nature, she would normally tell this woman, absolutely, let's go for the third one. But... Again, she's trying to be assistant right. manager. I don't think she did anything wrong. You got to pay your no. mortgage, lady. Two like, extensions, yeah. and you come in still like, yeah, I still can't pay anything. What can we do? It's like, yeah, at some point you got to be like, all right, my lady, yeah, start doing some tarot readings or something because I totally agree. Like Christine was not in the wrong no. in this, and, and that's why nice I feel so bad it. for she her was throughout. Very the nice end. about it, yeah. And like the way they introduced, uh, you know, the, the older lady. Like I said, they, she had taken out her teeth, her eyes. She's, all she's tapping up. her fingers on her desk, like hello. Yeah, and it's like really Ganoush is being a real bitch. They're right real out the gross gate. and like gnarly fingers. And then she steals all of her mints. She puts them in the purse. Yeah. <laughs> Just so many little things that you. Get about her personality. Yeah. Do you think Ganoush used the curse and everything like that just to get what she wanted in Dude, life? She used that curse like a thousand times. She's like fucking in traffic and she's cursing everybody. <laughs> like, you know, they run out of something at the store. She's cursing the stock boy. The team you, is like, yo, we got to cut her off. We give her yeah. two curse extensions. <laughs> she's going to keep using them until we tell her. Hey, Ganoush is back. What do you want, old lady? Go away, would you? Yeah, she's um, an overcurser. Yeah, so <laughs> an overcurser. <laughs> so she asked for the extension. And Christine trying to basically be a hard ass to try to like make sure she could show her boss that she's capable of making the hard decisions, politely turns her down and says, we really can't. 
Mrs. Ganoush drops to her knees yeah. and starts begging uncontrollably, right. you've got to help me, you've got to help me. But like, kind of like really starts grabbing on Christine's dress, being very physical about the And begging. then she's like, you embarrassed me. It's like, lady, you embarrassed yourself. Because <laughs> <laughs> Christine backs up and goes, yeah. security. And so she falls down, breaks her teeth on the ground. Is it? Does she break her teeth on the ground? Or they come out. I think they fall out. Yeah, she, she, like has to, she has so. to recompose herself, and, and she's then, like, "You." And then Mrs. Ganoush is like, "How dare you do this to me?" And it's like you were attacking this woman. She backed up, called for help. She didn't do anything. Miss Ganoush loses her shit and just curses the fuck out of Christine. Yeah, yeah. It's a good solid cursing, and it's and not her fault. I feel like like you're saying like, "Hey, Ganoush is back for a case." It should be like, "Well, let's weigh the evidence." <laughs> Uh, sorry, we're gonna deny your request for curse today. Yeah, you've been you have used all your curses for the month. You'll get some more <laughs> on the first of the month, but for now, you're cursed. She out. just needed one more curse to fill up that punch card and get a free curse. You guys. <laughs> and then there'd be a scene of Miss Ganoush grabbing the dress of the demon, being, "Please, I need one more." And she then she's shaming. To curse the demon. <laughs> <laughs> I, you shame me again. He's like, well, "Lady, you can't curse me. I'm the demon here. I'm the Lamia." Um, so this is how that rolls out. Now Christine has to deal with that on top of all of her other life struggles. So she yeah. goes downstairs to leave for the day after, and everyone's everyone's like, "Are you okay?" And she's like, oh, "I'll be fine." Trying to play all. Oh, there is ass. an important thing because she, she goes and vi- you touched on it. She does go and visit Justin Long during her lunch, and she gives him a coin, which he then puts in an envelope, which he then carries around yeah, with yeah, him yeah, for yeah. like this five fucking days. She, this is back when he she hears him talking to his mother, yeah. and she's like, yeah. "You can do better than that, Kansas hillbilly." Hick and blah blah blah, and she's sure. like, I found because evidently Justin Long is a coin collector. Is a coin collector, and he at least acknowledges that he's a fucking huge nerd. He's yeah. like, right. holy shit, this is a 1929 uh, double quarter. stamp, and he's <laughs> like, you found this in general circulation. She's like, yeah, and which is, I'm still okay with that. Like, right. it doesn't bother me that no, he's no, in the coins. It's fine. It's just but, yeah. I love I love the fact that he points out and he's like, are you sure that you don't have a problem with dating someone who has like. Who's a huge fucking nerd? I was like, well, at least he knows it. Yeah. Right. And he owns up so to he, it. So he puts it in this envelope, and then he's it's so important to him that he doesn't do anything with it for three days. That's true. I wondered about <laughs> that. So anyway, yeah, the coin is in an Quit envelope. Quit trying to make holes in my favorite. <laughs> look, I love this movie too, but that is a big standout. In a, in a white non-descript envelope. envelope. And he, he puts it in his pocket or on his desk yeah, or something like briefcase, that. Anyway, some last to be seen of that envelope for a while. Cut to the, the cursing at the bank. Right. Then right. she leaves. Then Christine goes downstairs to her car and sees the yellow it's, Oldsmobile. And it's a dark parking garage. No one else is, been, is at the office or whatever building and she's she in. she hears the old lady coughing, hacking yeah. in her car. Such a well done scene. I man. love this scene because it starts off with the dancing handkerchief but outside her yes. window. It lost me. I was like, oh really? We're going to have a dance and hanky. Oh, it's here. so good. Then it goes in the car and comes out through the AC. It's and so as weird. the camera follows the handkerchief until it shows behind Christine's head and you find out Mish Ganoush is in the car. Yeah. Right yeah, behind That her. was creepy. That was a great shot, like so moment good. where she turns around because I thought it was like Christine for a minute. And I was like, oh no, that's way too ugly of a like, yeah. you know, silhouette. Cause it's like all like, and she leans forward with that like one weird white eye. Yeah. And I was like, Yo, that was so freaky. I love that part. Yeah. And then Miss Ganoush attacks her. Didn't they have an 
MMA fight in the car. It is like incredible. knockout. I love like, this scene. Brings yes. to the face. Like, I mean. She gums her. Her teeth come <laughs> yeah, out and so she just gross. starts gumming her chin and she puts her whole chin in oh, Miss Ganoush's mouth. Is rife with that old lady like secreting juices and gunk all yeah. over Christine. And she loses her teeth by like those most like just visceral head slam into a dash, right? Because she's driving. She like tries to smash the car and she has time to put her seatbelt on. But Ganoush just goes head first into the dash and you could just see her teeth and her face deform. And she jams so good. Then she jams a ruler down her throat. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Christine <laughs> takes a ruler because like basically at this point she's fighting for her life in the car. And this arguably 70 to 80 year old woman is taking Christine like she's like putting the hurting on punch her. for punch. Right. Well, yeah. she's got demon power. You can't it's like watching the fight and they live between Rowdy Roddy yes. Piper and um, what's his face. It's like punch, punch, punch. Like one goes down, he gets back up. They are knockout, drag out, fighting to the it seems like the death in this car. So and enjoyable. Then she jams a fucking ruler down her throat, and then the old lady's just like. And then coughs it at her and like it shoots out like a bullet and it just like breaks the, the glass behind her head. I was like, what is at this point? I was like, OK, I've got to accept a little more cheese with this movie than I've been getting, because if I don't, I feel like it's only going to get crazier from yeah. here. And then she says so this is where she steals the button, right? Yeah. During the fight, she steals the button off. Oh, no, they, they, they get she kicks the old lady out <laughs> of the car and then gets out. And then, like, they end up fighting on the ground, and that's when the old lady grabs the button. Well, Christina the loses button. the fight. Yes, I know. Like, she passes out, and that's when she comes to, and Ganoush is standing over, and that's yes. when she snatches the button, curses that yeah. button. That's the real curse. Yes. The, the bank curse, I think, was a show curse. The button curse. <laughs> the show curse. <laughs> that was for the crowd. <laughs> that's yeah. my fancy curse, bro. Hey. This is the real, legit, you just got fucked curse. Yeah, and she gives her the button back, and then Christine comes to. All the cops are there. <laughs> I have a note that says, this gypsy's a bad motherfucker in this Dude, fight. Yeah, she, she was. And you're right, the Garrett. The Ronda Rousey of gypsies. <laughs> you, you really need to go into this movie with Evil Dead 2 yeah. expectations, because it is straight-up Sam Raimi And film. again, though, that's kind of what I didn't really like about Evil Dead 2 or Army of Darkness is like the kind of the cheesy aspect of it. So yes, if I went into it expecting that, I don't think it would have taken me as off guard. But I did kind of start to accept this after I saw that scene. I was like... Oh, if I'm not willing to be cool with this right here, it's not going to get any better for me. So I did kind of change my expectation a little bit. Right. That's fair. Um, so at this point, she's kind of in shock. She's trying to talk it out with Justin. She's trying to get back into her routine at the bank. She's got a good um, lead on a particular loan that she can right. give to a business that she's got working and cooking. And um, slowly she's starting to notice sounds, Flies. shadows, flies, all kinds of things that are out of the norm. Is it that same night or is it the next night where that fly goes like in her nose? That's the next night. The, uh, That's yeah, the next she's night. asleep and the fly just goes straight oh, up her nose. I'll say this, everything like with the weird noises, the shadows, the movement of like blinds and stuff like that that shouldn't be moving, that shit had me on the edge of my seat. And the, the funniest fucking thing, we're watching this movie, the first time the Lamia demon shows up and you don't see it, but everything's just moving. The dog and the cat both freaked out while we were watching this and ran to the front door and sat right in front of the front door and just started staring at it. And I, was, I paused the movie. I was like, we need to figure out what the fuck's going on over there because I'm not watching this any further until I open that door up because that was the weirdest moment. I was like, okay. Your dog and cat yes, ran to the front my door. My dog okay. and cat at the time yeah. like, 
ran to the front door. The dog barked like briefly, ran to the front door, and they both started staring at it intently like something was there. And like we had to get up and like open the door just to check because I was like, no, no, I'm not watching this movie <laughs> until we figure out what the fuck's going on with all that. What I really like about this movie, um, it also is not afraid to do horror during the day. Yeah. She is being haunted during the day in her yes, house. That was so unnerving. Which you don't see in a lot of horror films. Mm-hmm. Um, it also doesn't rely heavily on loud bangs to right. shock you. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna call you on that one. Anytime there was a jump scare, the volume went up massively. I mean like sound effect wise. Okay, yeah. Like volume wise, yeah, that goes up. The but volume like, shot way up because I like I would immediately like grab the remote and turn it down a little bit. I was yeah. like, whoa, that was so But as loud. far as jump scares go, it, it, it's so good about Showing like the disgusting part of horror too, though, like the fly, and later on with the what she called the nut cake or the harvest cake or whatever. Oh, yeah, her the harvest fuck. cake. The eye the, yeah, yeah, with the eye in there, and she stabs it, and it has this real gross, gooey sound. I mean, oh, the Ramey, sound Ramey effects does are the, so the good. Gory, the gory, like it's not like disgusting, but it's definitely like the gory horror stuff. He does that really well. Yeah, yeah. and the sound, just his use of sound or whoever the sound director good was, was so yeah, great. They had great yeah. foley artists. Christine and Clay are walking downtown at night sometimes. She's talking about having weird feelings, and they pass a uh, fortune teller. And she's like, listen, I kind of feel like I need to go in here and and maybe see if I can gleam some information. Something's happening to me. I don't know what it is. And Justin's like, well, okay, I guess. Well, he kind of gives her like, are you serious? Yeah. She's like, I would do the same thing. That's exactly how I would react. But they go in there and uh, Justin pays the fee. Well, he starts throwing shade at the psychic. For sure. The whole time. Which is what I would do too. Rom was his name? Rom. He starts throwing shade and the psychic's just like, boom, right back at you. Like he just starts throwing mad shade back at Justin Long and like shuts him up. And I was like, all right, my dude, you have my attention. Yeah, they get into some like philosophy debate because he's like, you know, he brings up Carl Jung and he's talking about Freud. And it's like, all right, get it. Yeah, the psychic clearly goes like, Step for step with Jesse. Yeah, he's like, I'm not no pushover, man. Like, yeah. I know my. And finally, Christine's like, okay, can I fucking get my fortune read here? That was my favorite character <laughs> out of the whole movie. By Dude, the way. Rom was great. Yeah, yeah Rom was he awesome. He's good. So they start the seance, or the, I'm sorry, the fortune, fortune selling, telling, yeah. and it turns out that he's too afraid to finish it. He's like, I'm going to refund your money. Uh, good day. Which please, he doesn't please do, leave. by the way. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe he does later. it later on. No, they know? bring it up in dialogue that they he ended up not get, like, shoot, taking the money back. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So that would freak me out, though, if like I went in for something like that. And, oh, for and sure. And someone was like, yo, straight up, here's your money. We're done here. I'd be like, and you want to elaborate? Because now I'm not comfortable. No, right. I, yeah, and I do like him, but it also does feel like he's sort of making it up as he goes along. <laughs> there was a scene, he says something like, you recently had somebody die. And she's mm-hmm. like, no. He's like, ah, but you're gonna. <laughs> yeah. It was something he like that. Busted out a bunch of names. That was like, she's like, yeah. nope, nope, nope. But then he's immediately afraid and yeah. he's like, we're done here. She's like, no, listen, please tell me. I'm freaking out. And he's like, did you curse any gravestones or, or cemeteries? <laughs> yeah, he has like a checklist of like, have you been to any graveyards? Have you done this? Have you done this? That was like, so great. That's crazy. And then she's like, wait, hold on. There was an old lady who cursed me. I did me. get cursed. And he's like, no shit. Well, you're fucked. <laughs> and it took her a second to remember that too. She's right. like, no, wait, but I did get cursed. It's like, that should be the first thing you go into a psychic to talk yeah. about. The whole thing you're trying to recover exactly. from, right? And he's then he tells her, oh, you got three days or, you know, he's going to steal your soul. Sucks to be you. 
And he says, unless you do a, 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 a sacrifice. Right. Which yeah, this is where I feel like he's making it up. That, that you have to sacrifice something. Right. Uh, we didn't mention that she's got a cat at home. <laughs> she has a tiny, cute little kitten that looks like Keanu from the movie right. Keanu. But he doesn't go, she doesn't go home and do it immediately. No. She does try to like, all right, this is some crazy shit. But then things, you know, well, slowly Mark, ramp up. Yeah, as Mark says, she's being haunted in the day previous day. The next mm-hmm. day, like, the sh- she hears and sees like a shadow Lamia goat demon coming after her. Like, the hands, the shadow, like if someone was reaching out and the shadow was on the ground, the hands start stretching underneath the door frame yep. to grab her. Things start banging around her house, her pots. Everything is going nuts. Like so, she's now got proof that there is legitimately something that she can kind of see the outline of. She tries to go to work and teach the shady guy how to do bank shit. And he, every time he taps on the desk, he sees like, she sees the old lady's fingers like flies are attacking her. And yeah, that scene ends her. with her spraying blood all over her yes. boss out it's, of her fucking face. Like it was a like a hose that you had kinked up and let go. And like, he goes, did I get any in my mouth? That's a fair question. <laughs> he, that's the okay. whole time he's like, why are you doing this? <laughs> yes. Stop spraying me. That cracked me up. I was like, why are you doing this? It's like, that's not the response you need to have. Yeah, she and, just gushes blood. So then she's like, fuck, I got, it's me or the cat. Before she decides to sacrifice the cat, she decides she's going to go visit Mrs. Ganoush's house. Oh, that's oh. right. Yeah. She is going to try to get this woman to lift the curse and apologize and be like, look, I'm sorry. The Ganoush's all dicks. Because her daughter just opens the door and was like, oh, it's you. What's up, curse bitch? Well, to be fair, her daughter, like Ganoush's daughter or granddaughter, whatever she ended up being, had been told by Miss Ganoush, like, hey, this fucked up lady from the bank didn't give me the extension. She was, she shamed me. Now, granted, it's a very one-sided story that was not relayed properly, probably because Christine was like the, the most evil person ever in her (laughs) eyes when Christine didn't really do anything wrong. But yeah, she opened the door just like drinking a bottle of wine is like, what the fuck do you want? Turns out Ganesha's dead. Yeah, she's like, you want to see my grandma? She's downstairs and she goes down there and they're having a wake for her. She's dead in a coffin. She walks into the corpse yeah, the whole thing collapses. It like grabs her hair somehow and pukes up bile slash embalming fluid into All her mouth. Over her. Oh, this so gross. green, gooey, bile looking liquid. I want to watch this movie again as soon as we're done recording. And yeah, how much so I love gross. this movie. This is the second vomiting from Miss Ganoush because she had a dream where Ganoush vomited bugs all over like her. Yes. Maggots and larvae yeah. and stuff into her mouth. I mean, this movie is all about shit being gross shit being shoved in mouths <laughs> and people being cursed. Yeah. Uh, and at that point, she realizes there's nothing she can do. Right. And now it's time to sacrifice poor kitty cat. Yeah. And right. by the way. Fuck you guys. You don't see it. It's not like, I know you didn't see it, but she's literally burying the cat body after she looks at the cat. And she's like, kitty. And the cat is like, Meh. I was like, yeah. no. And then Justin no, like, Long comes home and he's like, what are you doing? She's like, none of your fucking business. Yeah. She, but the thing is like, <laughs> yeah. that's the thing is like, I get it. She was at that desperate point, but at the same time it was like, wow, horror movies and their love of just fucking killing animals for the sake of killing because animals. it works it look how much it like i understand you. it works but this is bullshit man we're still meeting our quota <laughs> yep animal per episode and surprise it doesn't work my favorite part is when later on the demon's like i didn't want your fucking cat oh yeah he <laughs> and it barfs up the yeah. cat and like oh, here's your cat so gr- i was so upset by that when it barfs up the <laughs> dead corpse of the cat i was like and i might be done with this movie and i paused it saw how close i was at the end i was like yeah. i'm gonna finish 
finish this. Might as well. But I'm going to punch everyone in the face with this one. You know, one of the, uh, the, the, there's a line Christine says when Rom's telling her, hey, you got to do the animal sacrifice. <laughs> she goes, no way, I'm a vegetarian. Yeah. Like, and she goes, not I asking. also work at the puppy shelter. It's like, <laughs> no one calls it the puppy shelter. It's the animal shelter. Rom wasn't asking you to eat the damn thing. <laughs> So she kills, then they go... Does she think making a burger would count? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Look, I made a hot dog, asshole. We're done here, right? They go finally have this dinner with Justin Long and his mom and her. And she's like, oh, I had a cat. And he's like, we have a cat. She's like, I don't know. Shit happens to cats. She's what? like, it's a cat. We don't know what it's up to when it's not around. <laughs> I was like, yo, that's a smooth cop out right yeah. there. But it, her face just goes from smiling to blank. And she's yeah. like, how am I supposed to keep up with a cat? Yeah. You know? she, and this is the whole uh, meet up with the mother. Yeah. They, they, went, they went over to Justin's parents' she house. She had been talking about this for like two days. She really wanted to do it. She got all dressed make up. It, make a good impression. Right. He, she knew her mom didn't like her. And his mom didn't like She her. thought the curse was done. She's like, all right, I killed yeah. the cat. So she's all cheerful, and happy. She manages to get the mother on her side yes so she actually got to the point she wanted to be but oh no here comes the curse and that's the thing right there if i found out that my quote-unquote almost to be fiance had fucking killed our cat he doesn't know that yet i know but i'm saying that when i when i found that out at any point i'd be like oh we're done sign the divorce papers and my prenup it'll say if you ever fucking sacrifice (laughs) an animal one of our animals, we're done. You don't get half of it. But what if someone had a gun to their head and was like, kill the cat or you die? Because that's, that's what kind happened. of what's happening here. Only spiritually. Is it though? Yeah. She's <laughs> willing to take out other people. and We not see just, what happens. She's the one that got cursed, not the cat. No, the cat had nothing to do with it. That's an innocent victim. She's not willing to take out other people because she had the opportunity. Yeah, we'll get to that in a minute. But yeah, see, that's another thing. Yeah. We're she, almost to that. She point. also went to the puppy shelter and she still wanted to like fuck this cat. You know what? She's a terrible person. Rom <laughs> is a terrible person. Why didn't he start with just give the button back? <laughs> that's a good point. Well, we're going to learn about... Th- okay, yeah, let's get to I think game. he was new to this, too. Like, <laughs> no. that that dark stuff. But the dinner scene no, is great. We should talk girl. about it. He, he, was, he had a relationship with uh, the old lady at the end, the seance lady. So clearly he's... I think he knew a guy who knew a guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't... Yeah, I don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah lady yeah. he met at a party sometime. I don't think she's yeah. getting the $10,000, so... Okay, let's talk about, like, the money no, in this we movie. We should go through because, the no, dinner scene. Because the house that Christine lives in, for being in L.A., is huge it's very nice like she she could not pay for that on a fucking bank manager's salary even but if is she it got justin that, long's house no he doesn't live there does he i don't she seemed to be sleeping alone in almost every yeah, scene I think he, yeah all right she I'll could not then. afford that house. that's another thing I was, I was like even if she gets that am position she's not affording that house so something either either was passed down but it wasn't maybe though. she sold the farm no well no because her mom still lives out there right Oh, there was a mention of that. Anyway, we're getting to the side. Right. Anyway, that's everyone lives in houses they should not. It's be able a house to that movie. she should not own. Movie houses. Sure. Mm-hmm. What are you gonna yeah. do? So, John, walk us through the dinner scene. Oh man, I don't even know where to begin. Well, I Start guess with the dinner. beginning. <laughs> <laughs> I think we got through most of it. Yeah. They sit down to eat dinner. So and she then... brings this harvest cake, and um, and oh, for the first thing that happens is she gets this cough. So she's coughing, 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 and then like a fly comes out of her mouth. She coughs up a fly that flew it's in her mouth the night before. So gross. It's so gross. And then everyone and right looks. Be- right before this happens, though, she has been getting shade from the mom the whole night. Like, oh, aren't you from a farm? Yeah. All this crap but like then that. then they became like BFFs. And so she is blatantly honest. She's like, my mom's an alcoholic, so we don't really talk. And then the mom respects that, and they start to become really cool with each other. Yeah. So you think, oh, excellent turning point. Everyone's going to be fine. She coughs up the fly. Yeah, because the mom's like, oh, I will have some of that weird fucking cake you brought. (laughs) (laughs) 
And it looked like it was raisins or something, yeah. and they all assumed they were more flies. Right, once the fly comes down and starts flying around, they look down, and it looks like, oh, little flies. And then Christine's starting to lose it. Like, little by little, she's losing her, like, cool and composure. Um, and then, you know, she looks down at her piece, and there's an eye there. And she just opens yeah, and it, and it starts looking around. An eyeball pops up in the cage. It's, it's so, so great. And she just fucking just stabs the fuck out of that eyeball. Because she's had enough at this and point. And it squirts, like, weird blood juice yeah. out of it. And she starts screaming and runs out, and then the mother's like, let her go. She's nuts. And she's like, Justin. and Justin's like, you know what? I'm going to marry that woman. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I so mean, she, they've had, they've had buildup to there, but so, I mean, I feel like maybe he's a little more justified to be like, I'm not going to give on it just yet, but at the same time, that should still be a bit of a red flag. Right. Yeah. So then she runs back to Rom. Yes. And she's like, I killed my damn cat, you asshole. It didn't work. And he's like, hey, 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 I said it might work. Like, <laughs> chill, chill, cool, squirmy little fuck. Cool your jets here. He's like, I got another plan. I know a guy who knows a guy. Yeah, the seance happened. He's, he's like, I know I know a person who can do it. It's going to be 10 grand. Right. And But this is the only thing I can think of right now. And so she goes to work the next day, asks her boss, hey, I know that you're probably going to give me that AM position because you kind of said you were going to. Which I respect the this. balls on her to go do that. That is I need a ten. <laughs> I need a 10 grand advance on this new position that I don't technically have yet because I got some family stuff that's going on. And he's like, that's like a fourth year salary. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, yeah, so about that, um, the deal you're working on fell through. You're not going to get that position. We're probably going to give it to Stu. So you can probably take the rest of the day off if you got stuff you're working on. She loses her shit runs out of the building and then goes home and starts chowing down on an entire half gallon of ice cream while counting up money on the pay- the table. Like, I got to get this money together. Yeah, so she starts selling all of her belongings, oh, yeah, trying to get that $10,000 yeah. for the seance. In general, Justin Long, cool character. He's kind of a dick here because he let her pawn all of her stuff and then was like, oh yeah, I paid that. Take a, take a second mortgage on your house. There you go. Yeah, that house is worth like she probably didn't have time that. to go get a second mortgage on a home though. That's not. Oh, that's, that's not gonna have a one like day, day turnaround. Yeah, she had a day left. Justin right, should have been like, hey, hey, I, I did it. Just yeah, don't, don't pawn sell, your stuff. Don't sell your VCR and all your collection of yeah, friends' the thing DVDs. Is, I thought that too. I was like, oh, he just found out, so it's too late. But it was like, no, he comes in. He's like, I paid for it. But he didn't tell her he was going to pay for it. Like, he tried to do, like, a nice surprise. Yeah. But if he had just opened his fucking mouth and be like, hey, I got this, babe. Like, she, she would have sold all, all her stuff. Like, her, like, family's jewelry and yeah. shit. Right. It's kind of fucked. Communication is key, yeah. you guys. It's always key. She's like, even with my jewelry? So, like, all of her shit got pawned to some skeezy pawn guy who was, like, $5,000 or $3,000. No, it was thousand, three. It was three. three yeah. bucks. Yeah. And I was like, man, that's not a lot. No. But anyway, she finally gets to the point where they're going to the seance. They bring in a goat. And the woman that's going to be doing the seance is the same woman from the beginning of the film when the child got ripped into hell or drugged to hell. And she lives in this huge-ass mansion. It's amazing. It is this incredibly, like... Like she royalty or something. It's got to have a historical marker or something like that. Okay, if you imagine... They got a racket going. All right, imagine uh, the gypsies cursing all these people. She's de-cursing them. Then they split the money. Are you saying oh, Ganoush she's inside and trading? The lady Ganoush, was in I couldn't remember her name. Yeah, <laughs> Ganoush yeah. and the the seance lady were in on together. Ganoush is cursing left and right. The seance lady's decursing, eighty wow. twenty, whatever the case may be. They're splitting the money. That's how they're living in these uh, houses. It's a racket. There we go. I appreciate this headcanon, and Thank I you. endorse it. <laughs> Except this time, you got too far. And the, this the, point of the film is actually some of the most evil deadish that we're going to get in the so entire great. film. <laughs> Um, and I, this is where this is the part of the movie where I checked out. This is the, the there's a scene that comes up. They start the seance. They're like, mm-hmm. okay, we're gonna give this a shot. 
we're gonna basically she's got two two manservants. She's got um Rom and some other guy who's there just to basically like be her helper. Mm-hmm. They all sit down at the table. Justin Long waits outside. Yeah, I don't even know if he showed up. He wasn't no, remember involved. He, remember, he drops her off, and she, he's like, don't you want me to come in? She's like, no, they told you not to come in. And he's okay, like, oh, yeah, you're okay. right. So he drives off. So they're Can't inside. have a non-believer yeah, around. They bring a goat in, <laughs> and she's immediately like, oh, fuck, we're going to kill this goat, aren't we? And then she's like, we're going to call the demon. We're going to put the demon. As soon as it's in me, you're going to touch my hand to the goat head. I'm going to put it in the goat. Then we're going to kill the goat, and then boom, bada bing, bada boom. We've done our done duties. Here. All right. No more Lamia. By the way, we haven't mentioned that the Lamia is the name of the demon. That's the name of the demon. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, the Lamia is the name of the demon, and that's actually like in the demon mythology and stuff like that's actually a real demon entity and stuff like that. But um, so yeah, it's it's pretty crazy, and like everything looks creepy. It's very atmospheric. I was completely on board for this scene, and I was like, wow, this is getting nuts. And so she starts chanting San Rama, whatever her name is, and uh, she starts chanting and pulling the spirits in. And then Christine leans over to Rom and is like, what do I do? He's like, you need to like tell the spirits you allow them and accept them to come into your, your personal being. And she's like, okay. And he's like, you got to mean it. And they start getting louder and louder. And then all these random ass, like cackling demon monster, dead people start showing up. Yeah. And Cause she says, like, it's not just the one you're asking for. Others are here too. Yeah, others yeah. that hang near the gate will try to come in. And then she casts them all out and she's like, they're gone. But the Lamia approaches. So the Lamia is there now. It goes into Sean Sandarama, whatever her name is, the seance lady. It's inside of her. Her face goes crazy. She's got jagged teeth. She's got crazy eyes. And she's like, I'm the Lamia. I'm going to blah, 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 blah. Lamia, what is it you desire? I desire the soul of Christine Brown. We will feast upon it as she fasts us on the brave. Lamia, surely you can be dissuaded from taking this insignificant woman. Surely she's not worthy of your greatness. And Christine keeps trying to grab her hand and put it on the goat. And you're like, okay, she, and it's like the, oh, she almost gets it, she almost doesn't. I come for you, Christine. (laughs) Then she finally puts her hand on the goat. The Lamia gets freaked out. He's like, no! You're mine! Yeah, and then the great. goat starts talking. And this yeah. is the part where I was like, oh, fuck. Here we so go. So great. I was laughing my ass yeah, off. Yeah, it looks so stupid to me, though. I was just like, oh, the goat's all like, look what you've done, you bitch. And it's like, <laughs> it's what have so you done? Good. I was like, Chucky did it better. <laughs> it's an early Black <laughs> Phillip. That, that goat scene is super reminiscent of a part in uh, Evil Dead 2 when Ash starts losing his mind and the, the stuffed deer head on the wall starts yelling at him and cackling. Oh, is that... Yeah, it's kind of a throwback to that. So, so it's, it's it's not new to Sam Raimi okay, films. Okay. It's solely then, a thing that he does. I, again, for me, it was a bit of a thing. But again, if that's kind of up the Sam Raimi alley, then yeah. okay, I'm going to completely back off it for being stupid. It's so great. It's so great. Then they go <laughs> to kill the goat stupid. and they miss. Yeah, the, right. her, her manservant with the hatchet goes to kill the goat, misses, and the Lamia goes inside of him. And now he's floating above yeah, the table. Yeah, so floating and doing a stupid little jig. He's like, ah, it's ha, ha, so ha, ha, hilarious. Doing this dumbass little dance on the table. He's like, demon, have some fucking self-respect. No, he's mocking them. He's like, look, your little fucking is that plant what he's, I feel sucked. like you're filling in a lot of holes no, here. No, he's mocking them by like, look at me. You thought I was a fucking goat. Now I'm not a goat. I'm in your manservant. I'm going to fuck your shit up. Now he goes, I'm going to take you back to hell. And he's like, you think? 
think I wanted your fucking kitty yes. cat? And he barfs it up. Yes, I remember that part. <laughs> yes, he barfs up the cat and the whole just shit. The, the house catches on fire. Yeah, and then the uh, medium wakes up and does her little soothsaying seance business. Sean Sandana. Sean and, Sandana, that's what it is. And, uh, Rosanna Dana Dana, whatever it is. <laughs> right. So, and then everything goes back to normal. Right. And she's and like, then, holy shit. And I, then she dies. Right. Yeah. Like, on the spot. And Full then um, Christine's like, oh, isn't it funny that, you know, to save my life... And to beat the demon, she had to give her life. And Rama's like, that is not what happened here yeah. at all. <laughs> I love the deadpan look he gives. He's like, oh, no, girl, you're still fucked. He's like, yeah. make no mistake. That was just to send it all away and stop it. You're still fucked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she's like, oh, God. And that's when he finally reveals, you can give this to somebody else. And she's like, why the fuck didn't you tell me this before? No, 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 no. Because remember, she leaves and she's like, I'm screwed. I'm going to die. Well, no, it's while they're walking away from the seance. Yeah. He's like, you have one more option. Oh, there's did one he say more, that? Yeah. I thought she came back and she was like... No, it was no, all no, the no. same it's, thing. I remember what I'm thinking of. Yeah, you're right. He says yeah. there's one more option. He's like, you have to make a gift of the cursed item to someone else. Make it their fucking problem. Yeah. And then she's got to decide on who to give it yeah, to. Yeah, so she's like, why didn't you tell me that before? And he's like, well, because whoever you curse is going to get fucked. He's like, yeah. I was like, it was like a last ditch effort to get rid of <laughs> no, this No, you thing. open yeah. with that shit. Because <laughs> <laughs> so, All options on the yeah. table, out the gate. So then she goes and she's like at a this diner. Ca- yeah, eat ice cream. It's one of my favorite scenes yes. of the film because she's sitting there and you're watching her decide what she's going to, or who's this right. going to get this button and get cursed. And there's like this old man on a respirator yep. and she's like, well, fuck it. He's got no time left. I'm going to go give it to him. Which is a, still a fucked up thought because you're not just fucking him now. You're fucking him for eternity. Right. No, he's that's the, a good point. I didn't he think might have one foot in the door, but yeah. you're about to curse him for eternal uh, and then his, damnation. Like, old, super old wife like comes up and she's like, "I got you some pie," and he's like, yeah. "Well, what a great surprise!" <laughs> like he didn't expect his wife to come back with pie, and it's like, "Well, that's kind of sweet." Yeah, and then so she's he- like, "I can't do that to that old man who has." And that's another thing is she clearly chose not to curse that old man because he had someone else. So right. anybody single is less of value in, in her, her eyes, which is like. You're a real piece of shit, Christine. So then, well, because then she calls Stu. She's like, Stu, get your ass over here. I know what you did. Get over here. And so, right. And he, this is when it's revealed that Stu fucked up her uh, her big well, loan yeah, opportunity. But you could tell it's a new Christine in the sense that he's like, I can't get there in 10 minutes. She's like, now you have nine. Oh, yeah. She's <laughs> yeah. real take she life by the ball. I mean, to be fair, at this point, she's got to do something. Right. She does not have the but time. But that's cool. you Because know, by, so. by morning, when the sun comes up in the morning, right, it's over. that's when she's going to be drugged to so hell. Stu rushes there and he's like, I'm so sorry. I'm a fucking Don't skeezy bastard. Don't tell my bastard. dad. Everyone yeah. has parent <laughs> issues in this it's, fucking it's movie. True. And he's uh, bawling his eyes yeah. out. Please don't tell on me. Please, please, please. So she's like, oh, fine. I'm not going to give the button to Stu. Then she goes back to Rom. This is what you're thinking of. Yes. And she's like, can I give it to a dead person? And he's like, oh, I guess so. Yeah. She's going to give it back to Mrs. Ganesh's corpse. Right. Yeah. There's nothing in the cursed hand guy that says uh, you can't gift it to a dead person. Yeah. So why don't you do that? So, well, the thing is, he says that, like, you know, like well, in gypsy culture, they'll often give gifts to the dead to take with them. And they'll, like, they think, yeah, that, he's like, like you have to make a spirits. formal gift of it. Yes, That's you important. have to make a whole thing it, because they believe in their culture, a gift can be given to a dead person. This is technically valid. So it's like because of their beliefs, they fuck themselves. Of course, go for it. So she drives to the Beetlejuice graveyard. Wait, we did miss a, a, an important part. At some point, she's getting driven around by Justin Long and fucks up the envelopes. Yeah, she um, all the paper. He, he they almost hit an old man, so the car stops. Well, it suddenly. looked like Ganoush, and then yes. it's the old man, and the old man's like, "You're gonna go to hell." And he's like, like talking shit. So all the paperwork and envelopes fall on the floor. She picks it all up. Right. She takes 
a white envelope. Right. Remember callback. She takes a white envelope that was she's like, Where's my envelope? Where's my envelope? And she's like, Oh, there it is. Thank God. And then she The like, button is inside an envelope. Yeah, and that's envelope. when she goes and sees Rom about making a gift to the dead. She drives to the graveyard, which looks like the Beetlejuice graveyard. It's such a great graveyard. And it's then raining. She digs down into like six feet into the ground with a single shovel in what must have been like 25 minutes. And I'm like, no. Yeah. No, you're not getting that deep that fast, lady. It was just a great visual, though. It was an amazing visual. But yes, it was one of those things that I was like, no, that takes longer. And then she's someone like, who's dug holes before, that takes a long fucking time. And then she has the another graveyard. fight with the corpse. Yeah, the graveyard, it starts to flood. And she's like, that's the last of my hair you're ever gonna fucking get because the corpse keeps ripping out yeah. her hair it's like nacho libre <laughs> it's like a running gag and then she shoves the fucking like coin which she, or the button rather in the her fucking mouth and is like all right done she comes up out of the water because the grave's all flooding because it started to, obviously a thunderstorm happened of course oh yeah it's raining and she tries to claw climb her way out wet t-shirt and all yeah out she's of this like i give this hole. back to you and it was yeah great. she's like take this back you bitch and then like shoves it in the mouth of the corpse the 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 hole starts filling up with water she's climbing her way yeah. out and then the the tombstone. tombstone. The tombstone, yes, falls and hits her in the head, knocks her into the water. You right. think, oh, she's going to drown now down there. But no, she comes to, what a grabs rough onto that. Night. Gra- rough fucking three days. Yeah. Grabs onto that thing, climbs her way out, and then bada bing, bada boom, everything is done. She's gifted back the curse button to the dead gypsy lady. She has got a new lease on life. She's all happy. Cut to the next morning because they talk about taking a vacation. Right. So then she the next forces morning. that poor shop lady to give her a jacket. She's like, well, well she clothes, goes, she goes leave to me the, alone. Yeah. <laughs> she goes to the train station to meet Justin Long, who's going to meet her there. Which I have a question about the in. shop. When the fuck would your shop be closed when there's trains coming and going? Right. Great you would question. open up before well, the first train she's arrives. Like, Some right? airport, well, hold on, closed. hold on. Some airport stores don't open. Well, I know, but in the airport, <laughs> there's also some stores that don't open, even but though the planes are running. this wasn't six in the morning, man. This looked like, like, I understand, like guys. nine or ten. Oh, you're yeah. willing to accept the talking goat and all the other Sam Raimi bullshit, but not the fucking timelines for yes. a store to be open? Shops have rules. Yeah. Shops have rules. Rules in this universe, and people must follow them. We're talking madness here, people. So anyway, yeah, she makes a shop owner basically sell her a brand new coat because she's got a new lease on life. She's going to trade her old shitty coat for this new one. She goes out to meet Justin Long, who's looking at an engagement ring. He's going to propose to her. He's like, I'm going to marry her finally. She's like, hey, and he hides it real quick, completely obvious, but he hides it real quick. And he's like, hey, is that a new coat? Um, She's like, yeah. He's like, what happened to the old one? She's like, I threw it away. New lease on life. He's like, oh, because... I found this, and he pulls out the button mm-hmm. from the other envelope. So she grabbed the wrong envelope in the car, and she all stuffed, the color from her face like she's, just drained. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, you start that. Off. No, no, go ahead, Garrett. Anyway, no. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, um, she he pulls out the button. He's like, "Well, I was going to think we could sew it back on." She loses her shit, like you said, Mark. She goes white. She immediately starts backing up massively. And does she fall into the train track? Yeah. So mm-hmm. the train's coming. We start hearing a train come, and she she like ah falls in. Justin Long like pitifully tries to help her. He just keeps looking at the train. He's like, "Give me your hand." He's like, "Oh God, somebody help!" Somebody There's a train. Help. She's about to be hit by the train, and the train does nothing to stop at all. Yeah. But then the ground opens up and just takes and drags she her gets to hell. Drugged to hell. And the Justin Long, like you said, best acting. His, His face the, is terrified, just shocked. Yeah. In the he scene, does look terrified as she's being pulled into hell, like her. Her skin's like bursting into flames, and like oh, everything it about great. her is like yeah. changing. And and, with the hands grabbing her, yeah. burning around the fingers and stuff. Just, 
Tremendous, tremendous. And swallows into their ground, all because she stuffed a coin into the gypsy's mouth yep. instead of the button. Yes. So that's the big Shyamalan twist at the end of this movie is like, oh my God, she fucked it up. Which again, if you're going to go through the a plan of anything, double check everything's ready to go. Like, I don't leave the house without checking my pockets to make sure I got my wallet, well, my keys. If you're going to go fucking shove a, a cursed button in a gypsy's mouth, make sure you got that button. She was pretty frazzled by that point. She no, had a fucking no. rough go of it. I understand. You should be extra careful about everything you're doing. I was so pissed off about that. I was like, how do you not bother I loved it. looking? The first time I saw it, I was like, that's some I awesome love the shit. Endings. That definitely was like, a, oh, that's pretty cool. Like, that's that's pretty awesome. But at the same time, I was and like, the good guys how lose. do you not check this? How do you not verify? It's so rare to see a good guys lose movie in a, as a horror movie. And this is, there's no ifs, ands, or buts. No open for a sequel. I mean, she just gets drugged to fucking hell. And then it cuts She's immediately lost. to the title again, yeah. Drag Me to Hell. So like, just in case you didn't get it. As advertised, <laughs> yeah. someone was dragged see, to hell. Uh, you see a little boy drugged to hell? Drag me to hell. You see a girl drugged to hell? Drag me to hell. Yeah. Just by the way, this is what just happened to both these people. No middle ground. That's that. Yeah. That was the movie. I, I love this film too. Super. Yep. Honestly, if it didn't, there was, like I said, there was some moments that really took me out of it, but I'm, I'm coming to learn that that's more Sam Raimiism as opposed to poor filmmaking. So I feel like a lot of my criticisms has to be rolled back a little bit just because like, I feel like this is what a lot of you guys expected out of this movie. Yeah. It was in tremendous. Which I was just kind of like, Oh, what? Really? Yeah. As you, like, oh, have that's you, kind of par for the course. As you've said on other episodes, it's not really your bag, so I could totally understand that. But for someone who was looking for more Evil Dead, I got exactly what I wanted, which yep. is different characters, basically. Um, any grave mistakes this week on this guy? It wasn't long enough. They didn't make a sequel. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of mistakes in just not giving me more of it. Blatant kitten sacrifice. Would be my grave mistake. <laughs> yeah. If, if they had just done it and not shown her like bearing, like the feet sticking up out of the ground and she throws dirt on it, I probably would have been a little bit more better off with it. But it was like, oh, and then to bring it back and have the corpse of the dead so kitten spit back up onto the table and it just splats. Just what like other splat, movie? I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you, Sam Raimi? No other director would have like the gall to do something like that, man. And I loved it because it's just so over the top. If the definition of our grave mistake is some the thing that took you out of the movie the most, I don't have anything. Same. Because there I was just nothing movie. that took me out of it. If any, any at any given time someone's like, you want to watch Drag Me to Hell? I would say yes. Yeah, you, you, you've mentioned on a couple of times, Garrett, that you, you're surprised how I can watch movie in chunks. I sat through the whole thing in one go. Oh, really? This one was a whole yeah. new one? Yeah. Okay, well then you know what? I will give it a little more credit because if it got you to sit there and watch the whole thing in one go, mm. I'm pretty impressed with it. Again, Once you start, how can you it stop wasn't, it? It get wasn't it. a terrible movie. It was just there was moments I was just like, ugh. And I really just dislike cheesy. Like when the goat starts talking. Mm. Like if the goat started like bleeding in some weird demonic like de- demon goat voice, like just and like sort of like weird reverb and stuff, I would have been like, okay, that's cool. But it starts talking like, hey, how's it going, toots? By the way, you're just like, no, I'm no, not. It's, it's so, so great because it's so unexpected and it breaks the tension in such a great way. See, that's the problem. It broke the tension and I was like, I want more tension. You're fighting a fucking demon here. I want uh, I want the tension to be it, racked up to like 11. When I saw that in the theater and the goats started talking, I was like, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. They're doing a talking goat in this film. Well, you, this movie's got everything. Yeah. Yeah. You and the 8% of haters hate on this <laughs> I'm not incredible movie. I'm just saying those are the things that I really was just yeah. like. Uh, I, 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 I totally understand your criticism, Garrett. Um, I would highly recommend this film. Yes. John's on the same page. I would recommend this movie also. Like, the thing is, I would never say like, yo, 
I really dug this movie. You got to watch it. But if people are like, I dug Evil Dead or I like Army of Darkness, it's like, you're going to fucking love Drag Me to Hell, dude. This might be in my top 10. Really? I think so. Mm-hmm. I really love this movie. We should actually start to make a list when we say that it should be in my top 10. Let's actually do that until we actually get 10 and see what happens. Okay. That's a good idea. We can I put that like on the after website. After about a year of doing this, this, this yeah. podcast, we might actually have like our rough top 10. Yeah, top ten, top ten films we did on the cast. Yeah. Well, any other thoughts on this one before we wrap up? Nope. Go watch it. I would, you know, it's it's hard for me to be like I said. Now that I know a little bit more about it, now that I understand a little bit more about the Ramiisms and stuff like that, it's hard for me to be as critical about it. So no, I wouldn't really say there's anything else other than the mm-hmm. fact that if you do have a problem with uh, you know watching a dead cat being puked up, you know maybe skip it. Would you recommend this one over Army of Darkness or Evil Dead? I would 100%. Well, Evil Dead. Hmm. First Evil Dead? Any of them. Oh, I would definitely recommend it over Army of Darkness. Army of Darkness was way too campy for me. Mm-hmm. Um, Ash became a character that was so just kind of like, I've come here to, blah, blah, blah. you know, it's like, uh, that's the one thing this film is missing is the sass and quips of the main character yes. going through the motions. So I right? would, I would recommend, and that was really my main dislike of evil dead, uh, army of darkness. Sorry. So you know what? I would put this on par with evil dead one. I would say watch evil dead one or watch uh, drag me to hell then followed by Evil Dead 2. And then if you're really down with what you've been seeing, check out Army of Darkness. Has he done any other horror movies? Sam Raimi? Well, other than being attached to producing that grudge film. um, He's probably a producer in the Evil Dead remake. It'd be surprising if he wasn't involved. If you mean strictly directing credits? Well, just writing, directing. Has he written like any other horror movies that would be like, oh, this is kind of a Raimi-esque horror movie or Raimi horror movie? He wrote Darkman. Oh, oh, Dark Man was dope. Interesting. With Liam Neeson. I forgot yeah. about that. With Liam Neeson's. Liam Neeson's. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, you know, I would I would recommend it. It's it's really hard for me because like again, as I was watching, I was like, eh. But like now I'm kind of like, okay, I can kind of see what it is, which is kind of why I enjoy doing the podcast with you guys, because like I get a I get an interesting take on things and I'm like, I don't fucking get this. I don't like this. And you're like, it's supposed to be like this. And I'm like, oh, okay. That's cool. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for this episode. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. For additional Grave Talk content, please visit www.thegravetalk.com to find our other episodes, videos, and more. We also have a Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube page, so go follow and subscribe to make sure you don't miss any upcoming content. Until next time, keep yourself above ground, otherwise you may be dead and the dead can't listen.